Welcome once again to Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. I am Chris Levine, and I will be your host again this time around. Hey, are you or is anyone you know a hoarder, a pack rat, someone who keeps everything? This is our topic this time. But I think it deserves to be said that not all hoarders and pack rats and sentimental graspers are living in the filth that we see on television when this subject arises. I know people, for example, with huge houses, and they organize the things they hoard extremely impressively. So I kind of wanted to clarify that before we start, because we'll talk about both ends of that spectrum. That said, though, let's get into this together. The Simply Health website had a piece called 14 horrific facts you didn't know about hoarding. We're not going to get into all 14 of them, but let's dive into this pile of stuff everywhere and see what we've got going on. First off, it says that if you are a hoarder, you may just have obsessive compulsive disorder. This would be the need to perform specific actions or engage in specific behaviors in a repetitive and compulsive way. You might feel extremely uncomfortable or anxious until you repeat that behavior. This would especially speak to what we referred to a little earlier, the organized hoarder, the ones who hoard and maybe even hire housekeepers at the same time. Everything has a place to such an extent that things are super uncomfortable if something is out of its place. For example, according to the Guinness Book of World Records, one lady is the world's biggest collector of Mickey Mouse memorabilia with over 2,500 items. Now, that's got to take up space somewhere, but she probably knows what each of those items are and where they belong. Another thought here, while I feel we very much identify that it doesn't have to be this way, is the potential hygiene issue when it comes to hoarding. Now, hoarding for the average hoarder is usually unhygienic. In in one study, 38% of hoarding cases were found to lead to filthy environments unfit for living. That was a quote from the article. With 45% having blocked access to their own refrigerator, 42% being unable to reach the sink or the bathtub, and then 10% being able to reach the toilet. Now, my grandparents' house, when I was small in New Jersey, used to be just like this. In some hallways, you literally had to walk sideways to get through them because every conceivable space was taken up by antiques or piles of books or God knows what. I remember literally feeling myself breathing in the dust when I would go into that house. The hoarding and the collecting made everywhere undustable. Is that a word? 
it's like it's like remember gray gardens we've talked about that before where the two ladies lived for decades in a crumbling mansion in east hampton long island that was overrun with cats fleas raccoons it was this but maybe on a much smaller scale well hoarding also can do other things it can lead to other things believe it or not hoarding can actually lead to stress and depression and it's a crazy cycle because it can cause stress and depression or be done because someone is stressed or depressed now there are many reasons that this can happen for one hoarding is bad for your health which makes stress and depression more likely then there's the fact that hoarding leads to a dirtier environment more often than not this tends to have the effect of making us feel stressed out and making it harder for us to relax now in an unclean space most of us will experience an elevated heart rate and a general sense of stress the brain likes things like order and it likes to be able to easily survey its surroundings. Isn't it true, for example, when you clean a bedroom, you make it really nice, you dust the whole thing, you make a bed with fresh linens, then you take a relaxing shower where you leave it feeling clean and fragrant and the room is clutter-free. When you lay down, isn't it true that your brain kind of slows down a little bit? You can feel it. The environment is such a huge phenomenon that gets lost in the shuffle of, of, of psychology too often. Uh, we can pass out and we can subsequently sleep in a dirty room, sure. But the sleep is usually sweeter when things are fresher and cleaner. For many hoarders, this means bad, little, or no really good sleep. And when you have bad, little, or no really good sleep, what does it feed? It feeds things like depression. It feeds it like fish food flakes being dropped a few at a time in an aquarium. Likewise, hoarding can lead to isolation, as you may find yourself too embarrassed to invite somebody over or spend time with others, or maybe there's no place for them to sit. The quality of your clothing and presentation will likely be negatively affected too, making you less inclined to go out either. Plus, the overall concept of learning to let go applies on a lot of levels here. Again, it's a vicious cycle. So what do many do? They stay home in the clutter and get less and less psychologically healthy over time. The Daily, the Daily Mail weighs in here and tells us that 61% of Americans are embarrassed by their houses. 61% of Americans are embarrassed by their houses and admit that they lie in order to avoid unwelcome visitors. Now, that doesn't say that they're hoarders, but that does say a lot. It's also noted here that, that hoarding is sometimes a, a hereditary or a sign of trauma. According to research, medical and behavioral experts believe that hoarding is possibly a genetic predisposition in some people. Therefore, it's common for hoarding to run in the family. And if the children exhibit the behavior, it may be present in one or both parents. And what can happen? 
Well, the same thing that happens to the adults happens to the kids. Kids may not want to invite friends over. It may belittle their self-esteem. What the adults in the house are oftentimes not aware that they're doing is supplying their kids with a hoarding identity, even though it's not the kids doing it. So often these kids feel like they're less than and super uncomfortable. The equivalent of, say, playing football in the mud and the rain, but then not showering and just putting clean clothes over the dirty ones. That, that's what it feels like to some young ones. Now, adults really need to stop and think about the environment these kids are dealing with, living in it, and should do the right thing and see past themselves for the benefit of, of them. Wouldn't you agree? Now, some hoarders actually view their stuff as a literal extension of their personality. And hoarders that think of their hoard as an extension of their personality, a lot of times collect items that connect to their lives or their characters. For instance, you might remember the fun that you had at a McDonald's play place as a kid. In an attempt to recreate that feeling, you may decide to collect the Happy Meal toys. You see how that works? Now, what I find interesting, though, about hoarding is that often, once again, we talk about this all the time, this is yet another activity that happens to fill the empty, emptiness for many, many people. Not always effectively, but that's usually the goal. We may not be fully aware of it, but that's sometimes what we're doing. Let me get personal. A few years ago, my family and I, three people at the time, lived in a 3,000 square foot, two-story home. It was huge. And we filled this sucker up. I mean, you could walk, it wasn't ridiculous, but we filled this thing up. Estate sales stood no chance against our pursuit of cool and quirky things, and we totally had the room for them. Long story short, we sold that place. A lot of those things went into a friend's garage to store for the better part of a year. But you know what jumped out at me looking back was not only that we didn't miss almost any of that stuff that was in boxes for a year, but we forgot we even had half of it. So in our case, I can tell you we now happily live in a much more practical and cozier 1,200 square foot home. And when I say we downsized, <laughs> we totally downsized. We gave tons of things away to our friends. We sold things. We donated things boxes and boxes of things, things that at one point we felt we couldn't live without. They're gone now. And you know what? Everyone's okay. In fact, I would venture to say that we're actually better people now. Things are just things. All of the psychology involved in hoarding is totally legitimate. It's a crush, a crutch excuse me, on various levels for various people. But when we free ourselves of excessive things, we focus on the life that we're living more vividly than the things we hoard to distract us from the life that we're living. And then our life gets better. So we can face the parts of us we don't want to see 
and grow past them this way. And we can let the light in, so to speak, and enjoy the atmosphere of clarity. Maybe we can try this. If we have the urge to hoard, go for it. Except don't hoard things. Hoard compassion. Hoard selflessness. Store up feelings of accomplishment, integrity, and genuineness inside your person. Then you can lose the external baggage that really is only crowding your scene. We once again have arrived at the time on Refresher when we present you with a Spotify playlist to clutter up your listening device. We have for you this time around a Refresher podcast hoarders come on down playlist you can find it really easily on spotify just type in refresher podcast dash hoarders come on down you ready for the 10 tracks let's start with number one trash by the new york dolls number two save it for later by the english beat their drummer everett was very nice and allowed me to interview him years ago Number three is by Crime and the City Solution, and the song is called Keepsake. Number four, a very cool song, Packed Like Sardines in a Crushed Tin Box by Radiohead. Number five, Devo with the song Big Mess. Number six, a live version of Finders Keepers by Jerry Garcia and Merle Saunders. Number seven, Ken Booth with Everything I Own. Number eight, some German space rock by 2066 and then. They're interesting. These guys were founded in Mannheim, Germany in 1971. They lasted one year and disbanded in 1972. They rocked. This song is called At My Home. Number nine, Traffic with the song Hidden Treasure from their Low Spark of High Heeled Boys record. And number 10, Roxy Music with Sentimental Fool. That is our new playlist. Again, you can find this playlist really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast dash hoarders. Come on down. We'd like to welcome some new listeners to our little show. Our demographics report show that we now have listeners in Boston, Massachusetts, and in Washington, West Virginia. Welcome to Refresher. Hey, here's some fun facts about this show. This makes me so happy. I, I wanted to pass it along to you. In addition to all the other cool places that we've mentioned on this big blue earth that listen to us, we now have listeners, get this, in 33 different states in the United States. You guys want to know the top 10? The top 10 for listeners in the United States out of the 33 that listen. Number 10, New Jersey. How cool. I was born there. Number nine, Kansas. I really like that that's top 10 because I've actually never been there. So thank you guys so much for listening. Number eight, Virginia, which is awesome. Number seven, Georgia, we appreciate you. Number six, Ohio, 
you guys have been a strong presence since the beginning of this thing consistently thank you ohio you ready for the top five number five florida you floridians are rock stars you are currently listening in nine different cities in florida thank you so much number four we mentioned you already today massachusetts you guys are listening in six different cities at this time it's amazing number three i thought this would be number one but it's number three my home in my heart california check this california you are listening to refresher in 15 different cities now that feels so good thank you number two a rock solid strong base of incredible listeners in seven different cities including four of the five boroughs new york you are the best and number one didn't think this was going to happen but it's where i currently reside in the state of texas are you ready for this we have active listenership of the refresher podcast in texas in 20 different cities speechless guys this show would simply not exist without you if you could all do me a favor and please continue to pass this podcast along to your friends also if you'd like to help keep this podcast stay up and running if you'd like you can make a small monthly contribution just see the support this podcast link under the episode description. If you're so inclined, that would be great. But whether you do or whether you don't, just please feel free to listen and enjoy this show anytime you want. As always, the music that begins and ends this podcast is by the band Dive. The song is called A Day Late, and it was written by Mr. John Villafuerte. Until next time. This is Chris Levine for Refresher, the pop culture therapy podcast. Everyone, please take care and do yourself a favor and remember that there's a huge difference between worry and concern. We'll catch you next time.